For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. It's Believe Sports Business, Sports Media. I am Fred. You can email us at sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. Tom Hofarth again can't make it. He's in Venice, California, where I was born. It's a beautiful city. Houses cost a million now. Wish I still live there couple million, actually. Wish I still lived there. Art Soros from Galaxy Sports in Pennsylvania and the former kicker for the Rams and the Trojans now with us. Artie, welcome again to the show. Thanks, Fred. Great to be aboard. A lot of things to talk about business-wise, boy. I'll tell you, Major League Baseball pegged to lose $3 billion last year. Unbelievable. Bunch of new free agents in the marketplace. I'm dying to get going. So who played worse last week, uh, the Rams or the Chargers? <laughs> well, I don't think anybody played as bad as the Steelers looked last night. What did Tomlin say? They looked like a, a, a JV football team in high school? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, let me tell you something, Fred. You're starting to see where these practices and these players going to all these Zoom meetings, and it's not the same as being out there and getting your reps in and, and working every week together. It's a, it's a completely bizarre situation, and now we're starting to see it creep onto the field. But what was amazing was we actually heard from Roger Goodell, who came out of the basement and actually spoke to the people last night at halftime. What did he that say? Because I, I, I actually honestly had fallen asleep. I, didn't, I did, honestly didn't wake up until the fourth quarter. What did he oh, say? He had a lot to say, but said nothing. <laughs> Oh, Which is got... typical, you know. He basically said that, you know, we're, we're not going to go into a bubble situation like the NHL and the NBA did. It's too tough for football with 70 guys in the traveling front office. He said they're going to, you know, double down on being a little safer. A lot, you know, basically what everybody wanted to hear is what he said. All right, so maybe you can answer this question. Why did he not give the Denver Broncos an extra two days as he gave the Ravens, I don't know how many, four different chances. Three to games. That game was postponed, what, four different times? So yeah. A, so why didn't, he do, why didn't he do the same th- Why didn't he do the same for the Broncos? Like Denver out there without a quarterback, okay, which, you know, I'll be honest with you. John Elway was a great quarterback. I think John Elway is a decent general manager, but he's not the end all either. He makes so many mistakes. It's unbelievable. And, you know, he he ran Tebow out of there on a rail because Tebow won a playoff game and it started to usurp his great, you know, power over the the, the Rocky Mountain region. Right. And and I'm starting to notice the same thing happened with Peyton Manning. And, you know, I I wonder what Pat Bullitt and that family is going to do when this trial comes up at the end of June this year. They're in a big, big situation. I don't know if you're aware of that, Fred. But uh, that, that's going to be a real mess and a, and, a, and a big black eye for the NFL. Folks, uh, we're talking uh, 
Believe Sports Business Sports Media. He is Art Source. I am Fred. You can email us sportsfred at aol.com with you every week, except last week, Thanksgiving. Uh, we took it off, uh, but uh, we're on uh, basically every week and we're talking sports business, sports media. But on a serious note, Jared Goff, $135 million. Please respond. <laughs> yeah, hey, the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You know, I, I, it, it's, I, I have a theory on the modern-day athlete. Okay. You know, we used to talk about consistency being the earmark of great success. Okay. You can depend on this guy doing this, doing that. I noticed that, that athletes, as great as they are in this generation, and they are great. Right. Like the little girl with the curl, that, right. that once or twice a season, they come out and play a game of their life, and, and we all as fans want to see more of that. And I think Jared Goff's a perfect example of that right now. Same with the quarterback in Buffalo. Um, you know, he can look so good, and then the next play, you know, it's like, what is he thinking about? And, you know, I just don't think that, that – I, I listened to Colin Coward the other day, and he really described it well, Fred. He yeah. said that in 2016, that was the last of the, pa- the pocket quarterbacks. And if the Rams had to do it again right now, they might want to go – the way of of Russell Wilson, of Lamar Jackson, of Deshaun Watson, you know the the, the 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 quarterback in Arizona who has that quickness and that ability to get out of there. Kyler Murray, um, yes, yes, and and I and I think that's kind of where where they are. And I think if you ask Sean McVay point blank what his thoughts were, you know, off the record, he might say the same thing because. Uh, you know, the Rams can look so good one week, and then, you know, much like, uh, let's go to the Chargers. Same thing. Okay, let's go to the Chargers. The same mistakes over and over. Okay, so, but bottom line is, last week they fire, demote uh, a good friend of Anthony Lynn, the uh, uh, coordinator Been coach. Been for years, the special teams coach. Special teams the coach. The 49ers. Tell me, what the charge, tell me what the Chargers were doing in the last couple of minutes, please explain. I have no conception. I've never seen anything like that. Please tell me what they were trying to do in the, in the last couple of moments. Um, you know, Fred, it's set back. It's set back coaching once again. I, I mean, <laughs> it, it is, you know, and I believe me, I think the gentleman is Anthony Lynn is a wonderful man. He's a great guy. Everybody I've ever talked to, you know, never has anything bad to say about him personally. But as a, as a head football coach in the NFL, the man is a defensive coordinator, okay? He's not a head football coach. A head football coach has got to be organized. He has to know. He has to have somebody in charge of everything. He has to be prepared for every potential situation. A disaster, what happens if they score twice on us? You have to be ready. I mean, I remember talking to Hank Stram late in his career, and he would talk about, the different things that he would go over with Lenny Dawson, you know, just any possible situation that could arise. Chuck Knox, when I used to know him in the desert, same thing. These were guys that were organized, very sharp men, and you would never see them make these kinds of mistakes. Clock, game management, you know, it it really hurts me on a deep level because I've been watching the NFL since I was 12 years old. That's like 52 years. Okay, so uh, we're talking about Anthony Lynn. Folks, this is, I believe, Sports Business Sports. Uh, 
anything Los Angeles style, but we're going on beyond Southern California because I've got to bring this up. We just talked about Anthony Lynn. Let's talk about Doug Peterson in uh, Philadelphia, PA, where and you live close to there now in the state of Pennsylvania, Art Source. Uh, they're down 23. They score a touchdown. They're down 23-15, a few minutes to go in the game. Of course, if he, if he kicks the extra point, it's 23-16. Uh, you score another touchdown, another extra point, and uh, you're fine. He goes for two. I'm watching the game, and I'm saying to myself, why are they going for two? Uh, from a betting standpoint, uh, I, I actually got it at four and a half, so I didn't give a crap. But you, but you actually, uh, uh, I actually the, finally won a game on a bad beat. On a bad, <laughs> a, a, a bad I'm, beat. But explain to me, as a former player and somebody who's followed the game as long as I have, since the age of five, why the hell he would have gone for two there? I mean, the, tell it, me. It makes no sense at all. You know, I mean, it was it was a fluke touchdown. The guy caught it with one, you know one hand falling down after it was batted down by Fulgham. But the bottom line is, Fred, you don't go for two there. I mean, there's there's a there's a book that says when to go for two and when not to go for two. But then again, Peterson goes for fourth downs throughout his career. I mean, he could have kicked the field goal earlier. Yes, yes, in yes. The third quarter, and he, yeah. he just stayed that. Um, I'm watching it all the time. But there is a book that tells you what to do and when to do it. And, you know, I, I will say this. Um, you know, we always joke about Al Michaels, you know, making a, making a comment right. about, you know, hey, this, you know, that was really over the moon there <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. Well, this was the perfect situation because I don't even want to know how many millions of dollars switched hands on a two-point conversion that was absolutely meaningless with five seconds left. I mean, I can only imagine the sports directors in Las Vegas at the sports book. I mean, I guarantee you they made a lot of money on that because there wasn't a lot of money on Philadelphia at six, six minus, plus six and a half or seven points. Folks, that game actually started at three and a half. I got it at four and four and a half. And then it went uh, up at the end of six and a half and it fell six. And let's talk about the other side. How is it conceivable for uh, Russell Wilson, who wants to buy the franchise when he retires, and I think he, you know, he's got the, he's going to have the money to do so. But the point is, they score three field goals. That's all in the second half. Score was 14 to six at halftime. I'm watching the game. I'm saying to myself, well, Seattle's got to score 35 or something in this one. They end up scoring 23. How's it possible yeah, for Russell like, Wilson? Like we talked about, 31, 17, 35, 14, something of that nature. But yeah, yeah Fred, that was bizarre to me. I mean. I have a I have a little bit of a theory on on Russell Wilson. As much as I love him, I still think he's top three quarterback in the NFL. But playing on that AstroTurf in Seattle, and I've actually walked on that field a couple of times in my lifetime, and I cer- I certainly would not. I'd hit golf balls off of it, but I wouldn't want to kick on it. I wouldn't want to play on it. It's like they laid cement. They put cement down and laid the, the carpet right over it. And I'm starting to see that it may be starting to take an effect on, on Russell Wilson's escapability. And I've, I've noticed it from the first eight games to the next four games, it's been completely different. He's not getting away. He's making decisions that I question um, that he used to never make. I, I really think he's got no offensive line, Fred, and I think it's causing him a big problem. He does have the wide receivers, but without the offensive line giving he's him time. He's Gordon back, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well. That's going to uh, be an addition to the to the uh, 
wide receivers. Then they won't that have to use have. those wonderful tight ends in Seattle. Uh, I'm still waiting for Disley to uh, do what he did at the end of last year. I keep playing fantasy. Folks, you can email us if you agree or disagree. Maybe you think, hey, maybe you think Russell Wilson is playing as well as uh, he has been in the past. I don't think so, and he's my favorite quarterback in, in the league. Maybe you think Anthony Lynn deserves to keep his job. Neither Art nor myself believe that be the case. And maybe you think Jared Goff is worth $135 million. All you got to do is email us at sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. All right, let's talk about a former UCLA Bruin who was traded on Wednesday of this week, and folks were taping this on Thursday, uh, who was traded on Wednesday, Russell Westbrook, from Houston to the Wizards of Washington. To me, it seems like a, a nothing deal because the bottom line is he's uh, he's already in Washington, ha- had another guard who likes to control things. And in Houston, as far as that is concerned, they're going to have two guards that like to control things. So why would they make that move? I, I have no explanation for that either. Well, I think is the guy's name you're talking about Beal? Well, Beal and Washington, along with uh, Westbrook, both want to control the ball. And, and That's Wall, what I mean. I don't and, understand and ball, why you need two point guards. Right. And, 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 ball, and, and Ball and Harden in Houston. So how did they help themselves? If they didn't like the fact that they had two point guards before, they still have two point guards. Yeah. I, talk about hot messes, huh? I mean, between those two franchises, you know, getting rid of Dan, Dan and Tony, uh, you know, watching what the Washington Wizards have gone through the last four years, you know, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Russell Westbrook is going to be like Mike Trout. He's going to be waiting and waiting and waiting, and and the guy's got tremendous talent. And you know, put in the right situation, you know, I think the guy is is one of the better players in the league right now. And it's just sad that these guys get put in situations where, you know, they're just going to be basically in oblivion. But how about basketball? Training camp started already. Yeah, that's that's hard, what that, they have off, five weeks? That's hard to believe. But that, but they're not going to be worried about money as uh, LeBron signed $85 million over two, and Anthony Davis Fourth has just Lakers. signed 195 over five. And, yeah. uh, and of course, uh, they pick up Schroeder in the offseason, so... You know, if this were going to be a real season under the pandemic, and I don't think anything is real under the pandemic, but let's conceive conceive that there are fans and whatever the case might be in a normal search situation. So the Lakers, Lakers improved themselves. If they were the best team last year, they're definitely the best team this year, in my opinion. Your comments. Marcus I think, is a great addition. I do want to see what's going to happen. You know, that Danny Green really filled the role for him in the three-point shooting. Right. And, of course, Ray John Rondo played some great D for him. You know, Wesley Matthews, I think, could be a great addition. Um, I guess they like this Montrez Harrell, the center. Right. They added. So, I mean, they do have, I just, I got to believe. I looked at the NBA, and I haven't bought my magazine yet, though, Fred. <laughs> I, have, I have not seen the magazine. I know I'm not buying it, and I'm definitely not buying the college basketball magazine. By the way, we're taping this. It's now 426 on Thursday afternoon, and uh, Connecticut battling USC as we speak, it's 22-21. The 3-0 Trojan? The 3-0 Trojan. They're off the game I saw, uh, you know, they're, they're awfully talented. They're more talented, I think, than, than people realize. However, uh, all the games outside of this one, today, Thursday, are on the Pac-12 network. So, of course, if you have DirecTV, you can't watch them because you don't have the Pac-12 so network. on Sunday afternoon when my Trojans take on Washington Huskies, is that on Pac-12 too? 
no, that one, I think that's the, the fourth. I, I think, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, no, I got uh, a funny feeling that's going to be another one of those games that us back here on the, on the eastern side of the Mississippi will not get. All right, what about the football side of the collegiate uh, world? Uh, Trojans are going to play on Sunday. It, uh, it was going to be 6 o'clock. Now it's going to be 4.30, half hour before the uh, Sunday night NFL game starts. What do you think about uh, the pandemic, uh, the movement of the games, and uh, the Trojans uh, on Sunday uh, afternoon at 4.30? I would have never thought in my lifetime that we would ever see the University of Southern California playing up against the NFL on a Sunday. Now, I can understand early, if they wanted to do a 9 a.m. game on Sunday morning in the West, I think right. that would have been a good idea, like UCLA did when they played Cal. That made a little sense to me. But to go head-to-head against the National Football League, and let's see who they're going head-to-head with. I got my schedule here. Uh, the Sunday night game, let's see. Oh. I'm in my studio here oh. and. uh not as organized as they should be. It doesn't matter who they're playing. They're going up against the NFL, and that's not a good situation for uh, for our boys in the Pac-12. But wait a minute, wait a minute, you, wait a minute. Uh, the Sunday night game. Are you ready? Yeah. The Broncos will have a quarterback, four and seven, oh at the Chiefs, ten and one. So the, you got a shot to get some kind of an. You audience. got a shot there because that game <laughs> could be over in the first half. <laughs> right now, I don't. Again, I'm a Russell Wilson guy, but right now. Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. And I'll and I tell you what, Aaron Rodgers, I think uh, separating from Danica maybe has helped him. I don't know. But he's playing you know, awfully well, too. That's the whole situation in Green Bay, Fred. Um, LaFleur has gotten no credit for what he's done with that ball club in two years. I mean, he took a team that had basically no defense to the NFC Championship game and, of course, lost to the Niners last year. But he turned around, and in two seasons – you know, Green Bay might be the team to watch in the in the NFC. The NFC is definitely not as strong as the AFC. So, I mean, they've got a real good shot with, with Rodgers and quarterback. You know, and I'm going to tell you, don't sell the 49ers short now that they're getting healthy either. I mean, they they came out and, and looked like the old 49ers ran the ball with Mostert against the Rams last week. I mean, the NFC, pretty wide open in my opinion. All right, so before we go, I have to bring up the pandemic deal again. As far as uh, you mentioned the 49ers, uh, Santa Clara County uh, won't allow any kind of action on the field of play. So now they're going to play a couple of home games in the state of Arizona. New Mexico State, of course, on the collegiate side, is playing its games in the state of Arizona. What does that tell you? If you can sneak in a game in, in a state that allows more than in other states, that doesn't make it right or wrong. But what I'm telling you, the other states are, are the other states are more worried about safety than your state. So then you go and find another state just so you can play the game, so you can make the TV money. Your comments are yeah, I, I, I don't quite get that, and I, and I know Stanford's in a similar situation. So is Cal, and now you know San Jose State. But the 49ers, and the thing that really bothered me about the 49ers is, for a minute there, they were going to have to spend the holidays away from their families. Yes. And now the Yorks, who throw, you know, <laughs> nickels around like manhole covers, <laughs> they're actually going to allow the families to move, to come down to Arizona and be together for like 10 days prior to, to Christmas, which I think showed a little bit of class on their behalf. But, I mean, you know, Fred, these are such different times. Um, 
you know, we said it originally back in August. Is it worth it? I believe one of the L.A. Times writers was Tom. Who was the guy that, that, that originally asked that question? Actually, it was C.J. McCallum of the Portland Trailblazers. Okay. Well, and I think it's as, as important now as it's been all year. Is it worth it? And, you know, that's why I was really excited to hear what Roger Goodell didn't say last night because they are just hell-bent on going forward. And, you know, I, I, all I can do is pray that nothing bad happens. I, I would like to hope to believe that we can get this vaccine out there. And, you know, but everything I'm hearing from that part of the world is that, you know, they only have so many dosages, hard to ship the stuff at 85 below zero. I mean, there's so much going on that, you know, with five companies internationally now saying they have a, a vaccine that has the efficacy of, you know, 95% or 90%, now 56% of the people aren't sure if they want to take the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, here here's something I brought up on some other shows, and we've talked off the air about this, and, and it, it bothers me tremendously. Uh, in 1954... Jonas Salk comes out with the polio vaccine after 20 and 30 years of people working on the vaccine. They finally came out with it, except they didn't. Point is, it did work, except that it was live virus, and some people got polio from the vaccine. A couple years later, Dr. Albert Sabin came out with the dead virus, which has worked ever since the last 60-plus years. My point is, are we not maybe rushing this to a point where I don't blame people for being wary of taking it, just if they well, being an history. old Star Trek guy, you know, Warp Speed always told me that Zulu had us going, you know, full on. <laughs> uh, I'm a little, I think that's a great point you brought up, Fred. I mean, you know, efficacy is one thing, but I mean, you know, you went through high speed testing, you know, at, at a certain point, you know, you know, what, what is safe? What do you believe? We've been talking about this off the air, too. Who do you believe anymore? I mean, that is really where our society is. And, you know, it's like uh, from from A to Z, it's it's like, you know, you're... But then again, I guess life is a gamble. You know, everybody wakes up and we have to deal with everything we can deal with. The only thing that I think separates all of us is we have to do our due diligence. We have to find out on our own, to the best of our ability, what what is copacetic and what isn't. Okay, we got we got the, our source. We got thousands of people listening. Our final comment uh, on the day. It's a question to you, Dr. Fauci says that next September, he believes, football-wise, we'll be able to have crowds once again. Art source, thousands of people are listening. I'm putting you on the spot. You think next September it'll be safe to have crowds at the football games? Well, Dr. Fauci changes his opinion about as often as he changes his underwear. So, I mean, I respect the man for being the epidemiologist he is. But him making a comment nine months into the future, ten months into the future, eh, I'd like to hope to believe that, Fred. How's that for an answer? Okay, yeah, I don't mean to be invasive. <laughs> I would love to have a return to whatever we call normal. But, you know, the, the, the way I'm looking at things right now, I mean, it's one day at a time. Let's make sure the people that are in these, 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 these homes that are getting – you know, getting the COVID-19 and dying, get, get their vaccinations. The people who do the great job up front in the, in the medical facilities, they need to be taken care of. 
and then do it the way I always thought you should do it. 80-year-olds, 70-year-olds, 60-year-olds, 50-year-olds, all the way down the gamut. And and from what I'm hearing, it takes two shots, not just one shot. Two shots, so, I correct. Mean, so, I mean, bottom line is I pray and hope that, you know, our wonderful scientists who have really gone overboard on this one, they've really, if it is true that they've come up with five different companies that have the efficacy rate that they say they have, I, I'm over the moon. If Now we got to get it to the people. That's the most important thing because we can't afford to lose any more lives. Art Source, thank you very much for appearing today on the Believe Sports Business uh, uh, Sports Media, and we'll talk to you uh, very, very shortly. Uh, Scott, thank you for putting the show together, and we'll see you around the corner right here on Believe Sports Business Sports Media. Bye, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.